Good day of the week, listeners. It's your boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears and have a great day on purpose. All right, so we are back again, and we are here with My Pride, episode 002. All right, so it's been one heck of a week this week. Uh, what all happened, you ask? I went to my first baseball game. Yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. America's pastime. Honestly, I don't see the appeal. But then again, I don't like sports. So unless you count marching band, which you should... Other than that, not really. I found my uh, Kimba from whenever I was in college. Um, I think my dad got it for me when I was in college, and I messed it up. So I had actually tuned it to play the Avatar theme, and, you know, you can hear. I, I tried to make it so that way the middle one wasn't as wobbly, and it messed up everything. So now it doesn't even play the right notes, and I'm kind of bummed because I'm like, it was a good, it was a good little thumb piano. But hey, it's still a good thumb piano. I just gotta actually work on it, work with it. Uh, let's see what else happened this week. So I made some chicken, which sounds weird to just be saying like, hey, you're not a food channel, but hey, I made some fried chicken, and I think I make some of the best fried chicken. I definitely make it better than some of my friends you know who you are and i made some hot sauce so that was a first for me um actually so i made this hot sauce and it was called dracula's bite and it tastes really good i bought some stuff offline that is about six million on the scoville um spectrum and just to give you a little backstory on that one or at least um a reference the hottest hot sauce, which is the Mad Dog 57 Plutonium, it is 9 million on the Scoville, you know, spectrum. So, you know, pretty hot, pretty hot. Uh, I fried it up, and I couldn't give it away. Everybody wanted it the next day, or they just didn't want to come, or stuff like that. I'm like, man, this is one of those days where I'm just like, I can't get nobody over here. Not one person. But it's all right, no. Chicken did not go to waste. I had even made a story to go along with my hot sauce. So I'm going to tell y'all because I think it's pretty cool. And my friend said I should put it on my website, but I don't have a website. So I'm just going to tell y'all. So the story goes that a man once found himself on a journey of enlightenment to one of the most biographically diverse places in the world, Romania. On his journey, he grew weary and thus closed chose himself one of the many castles the country had to offer. During his slumber, he awoke with a chilling breeze dancing across his skin. The sky was a gorgeous midnight blue, and his surroundings were deathly quiet. In his attempts to collect firewood, the flooring of the castle broke, and he fell into a dark pit. Eyes adjusting and body healing from the fall, he saw a large room before him. 
a room full of books, scrolls, and a skeleton. Afraid, he cowered, and in doing so, knocked over one of the scrolls. Calming down, he knelt down and read the parchment. It said, The chilling of the night is the mark of his arrival. Your heart pounding as if it were to burst is the awareness is his awareness of you. And the eerie quiet is your death sealed. He could not understand, but yet read on. The only way to break free of your demise is the following serum, consumed with foul, and you will be saved. Looking around, he, real, he realized what this suspicion could mean. He searched the room for protection, only to find a bottle clutched in the hands of the skeleton. He hurried and drank, drank the serum so that he may be saved. It burned on the way down his throat, and it hit the pit of his stomach, but he could tell something was wrong. The silence had not ended, and his heartbeat had not stopped, yet increased. For the sixth sense he could feel, he was not alone. The serum should have worked, he thought. As he backed away to find an exit, he hit what felt like a solid wall. But taking a closer look, all he could see was a tall black figure with hellish red eyes staring down at him. The slow dip of saliva fell atop the man's head, and he knew there were no prayers to save him, no serum to protect him. His journey of enlightenment had ended. He felt the meat-piercing bite on his neck, and he writhed in pain. On the floor, gasping for air, he could feel his skin melting and his meat liquidating. His body contorted in an inhuman way, and he saw the end of the scroll he had failed to read. In his dying seconds, he read what put his soul to tears. Heed the warning of this serum. To consume incorrectly will not work. You will know death's touch through Dracula's bite. My friend said it was pretty scary, and, you know, I love that. And then, so, my other friend who decided that he was going to be some type of hero and say that I couldn't hurt him with my hot sauce, I decided to make an even hotter one. And this is the story of that one. This is unfortunately not the end of this horrid tale. No, for the monsters that are in secret of this world came from somewhere, from someone. A mother, if you will, a goddess, if you dare. Torn from her children by a power that thought it was greater, the world suffered. In her wrath, she killed the powers, and thus throwing the world out of balance and into chaos. Dark days rolled over the land, plagues of famine, pestilence, and death crawled from human to human, family to family, life to life until it hit her children, a serpent of the water, a playful being of pure devotion and happiness, a child killed by the goddess, anger, lying there on the beach, lifeless husk. The goddess regretted everything, and it consumed her. In an act of sadness and hatred, she cut out her own heart and died by the side of her child. The heart still beating, it oozed in unholy secretion, born of sorrow, pain, suffering, bloodlust, and vexation. The goddess's wrath lived on, and the poison was left in the world. I think I'm a pretty good story, right? What y'all think? Either way, so that was that. 
<sighs> All right. So now that we're done with my ramblings for the week, let's get into the episode. So this is a 2020 production by Tribal of Doom. It is approximately 13 minutes and 34 seconds long. Produced by David Langill, IPF, and Ontario Creates. The cast is Momo O'Brien as Nothing, Morgan Ganahl as Hover, Caleb Calderon as Fire, Helen O'Connor as Power Strike, Shayla Kirkham as Sharp Tongue, Anthony Castillo as Quick Main, Macy Mahan as Farleap, and Raven Amato as Feather. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the last one, Feather, was really like all of two words in the actual show, but, you know, Feather actually said something, so, and it's one of the small cubs from another litter, which we'll get into. All right. The movie description is still the same. An epic tale of light, darkness, and hardship will determine the fates of these three cubs as they traverse life as children in a harsh world, which I think I should change it now, and I think I'm going to change it to an epic tale of light, darkness, and hardship will determine the fate of our heroine nothing as she tries to traverse life in a harsh world. I think that one's better. I think I'm going to change it to that. So the next time you hear it, that's what it'll be. All right. So this episode is called Nothing, and it is episode two. Uh, the episode starts with a warning of uh, that it is it has public humiliation, uh, brief gore, and albism, ableism. My bad, ableism. I don't know who thought that this was a cool idea to write a content warning this detail before a show but i'm truly happy they did because this is what makes this show like it's not what makes it but it's part of what makes this show really unique and i really enjoy it because it shows you know at, before you even watch it hey this is what you're going to be getting into this is what you know you can expect and it's not very general like oh nudity like it's very specific like again the world ableism um, I learned that ableism is discrimination in favor of another able-bodied person, and that is my word of the day. So, woo, get to learn things today. All right, so we start the episode with a two-year time skip. We learn more about how the rules of the pride work and that male lions are exiled from their homes to become nomades to live on the stretch, a harsh environment that is truly unforgiving. We also learn that female lions earn their names rather than being born with them. We already knew that, but we didn't know exactly how they got their names. And it is through this naming ceremony that uh, n- that uh, now nothing is going to have to go through where they earn their names. Also with the time skip, we learned that Quickmane is still a prick and the grandmother had to step down as Hunt's chief, leaving the mother in charge. Um, with that, the mother bored uh, another litter of cubs from the from Quickmane, and now we have two new characters, Farleap and Silent Strike, both already having their names, even though they are much younger, and their attitude as mean girls truly do seem like to come from their father. Uh, 
like I said, two, two, two more characters. Well, actually three because we have um, another litter of cubs, and they're really, really cute. Like I said, uh, nothing's uh, half sisters are really mean, but the other ones are actually pretty cute. Again, you know, through the eyes of a child, they they don't see all that is going on with everything. But um, one of them has seems to have like a lazy eye syndrome, which honestly just makes her the cutest thing. I know they're trying to, um, this was why I said uh, Feather was one of the characters, because they really um, put a lot of color and everything into him, which, you know, kind of shows that he's going to be a prominent character in the show. But honestly, I like the, I like the other one. I like the other one. She's cute. Um, so then we get into the test, which seems simple enough, but definitely is made for the hunting and survival of the lions in this environment. To be honest, it kind of reminds me of gym class, you know, having to run, jump, climb, all that, all that fun stuff. And if you can see me now, you know, I didn't do well in that. So, um... This also seems like they took it from Lion King 2 when Kiara goes on her hunt for the first time, you know, trying to prove to her and to herself and to her pride and everything else that she's capable of doing these things. Um, we also see that the hierarchy is hard on both sides. The hunt chief cannot show favoritism towards her own cubs and the family of said cubs cannot assist them or really cheer them on kind of reminds me of graduation which again congratulations to all of my viewers and listeners that have just graduated i am so proud of you guys keep doing great work keep your eyes focused keep your nose to the grindstone trust me it will get better <laughs> i say it will get better adulthood never gets better but you know you have more you have more freedom but that comes with more responsibility um, if you're going to college, you guys know, like, stick to it. Make sure that, you know, keep your keep it balanced because not everything is a party. And that can be a real major distraction. And trust me, in this world, you having a degree does truly help. And this is saying from someone who doesn't have a degree to my people who are going into the military. I appreciate you. I thank you. And. Hope that you guys go on to do great things and to my people that are just going into the workforce hey bring on the rat race y'all it's tough out here but you know we get through it find what you like find your hobbies find your friends and you know keep your family close and you know we'll get through this welcome to the real world all right so where was i so after this, we find out what her actual name is, and to me, it's a bit cruel. Because she failed her, to fa she failed her naming ceremony, and she failed everything in it, she is now known as nothing. Judged by her strengths, she is now nothing. Yet her grandmother shows no signs of calling her that, neither does her brother Fire, showing that even a strong-willed hunts chief that follows the rules to the letter is still soft on the inside which kind of gives me hope for Power Strike because, man, she is cruel in this episode. After all this day has given her, losing her brother because he has to go and, you know, be on the stretch, uh, failing her naming ceremony and being humiliated in front of all of her peers, 
there's a shining light and it comes in the form of hover so she goes to get some water and she realizes that a crocodile has moved in and the crocodile is moving and going towards this uh lion in the distance she goes around saves her and they have their little their little interaction their first interaction and it's really cute um saves her from the crocodile and all this other stuff and again that kind of reminds me of lion king too you know kiara and kovu you know the lions not my bad <laughs> the crocodile scene all that fun stuff um we learned that lions with no prides which however is she was born without a pride she was born prideless um we learned that lions with no prides are looked down upon by ones with prides as if they were savages. Power Strike even calls her lower than the dirt they walk on. But not no means, though. No means are, you know, I guess the exception, which begs the question, is this a double standard system? And after seeing everything that's been going on with this episode, I would say probably. We end this episode with nothing watching Hover leave as they both share a longing smile. And that is the end of the episode. And it was pretty good. As always, during the credits, we get some amazing looking fan art. And one of the best ones, in my opinion, is when the Cubs are all together and young. Nothing, Spark, and Fire. But obviously, Spark is dead and seems to be glowing in Sansa's light. So it was, it was really cute and kind of sad. But, man. The fan art that goes in, that goes with this stuff is amazing, and I truly do, I truly do love this show. It is great. It it's one of those things that is kind of it, it doesn't come out often as much as I would like it to, but it comes out enough that you know I'm like I'm truly invested in this, and I have watched up to the tenth, the most recent episode. I've watched the most recent episode, so I'm just really going back and reviewing them. But I still like them. So, got to give it a review. Got to give it a review. My final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, this episode was really a... Uh, it didn't have a lot to it. There wasn't a lot of meat to it. Like, there was stuff that pushed the um, story along. Introduced us some new characters and stuff like that. But it seemed just kind of hollow. If that makes any sense. Um... I still liked it. Obviously, I still liked it. I'm still I'm, I'm not going to give it a low, low score. But I think if I had to give it one, I would give it 7 out of 10. Like I said, it was really a kind of build-up episode trying to, you know, show what everything's going on. There wasn't a lot of drama. There was a lot of drama, but there wasn't a lot of drama. Like, it was just everybody had their little roles, and it accumulated to this episode. So... So that's all I got for this episode, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Chris B signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode, and have a great day. Perfect.